Welcome to Calling All Craft Beer, your craft beer podcast. Guys, we've been doing this since 2017. It's amazing when I think back how I was out on my ass, didn't have a job, and decided to put together this podcast to share my love for craft beer with the world. Since then, we've gotten into politics, news, sports, fitness, men's health, and it has truly played a role in many people's lives that are out there. So I'm super excited to get going with season six. I hope you guys are too. We've got some great guests for you. We've got some awesome brews to share, and it's time to get this thing started. So let's go. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Calling All Craft Beer. Luke here. We are back, baby. I know it's been a while. We've had a crazy hiatus. Um, just a lot of crazy life stuff going on with me, some health issues and things like that. We talked about a little bit in the past, but I'm super excited today to have my brother from another mother, Mr. 20 Pack himself, Mickey Jogalef. He's over in Austin, Texas. What's up, man? How are you? Uh, doing good. Right, ready, to, ready to talk a little bit and share a beer, all that, all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. You're wearing uh, a Cali hat. Yeah, well, that's where I'm from. From Southern California. Tell, them, tell, them, <laughs> tell, tell the listeners where you're from, where you are now, and how you got there, kind of. Yeah, so uh, from Southern California, born and raised in, in San Diego. So I think that's where I fell in love with beer, being there. Plus, my sister yep. used to brew, won a couple of national competitions there. So, like, was fun. But me and my wife opened a brick-and-mortar gym about six years ago. We built it up. We sold that. After we sold that business... Um, I've been doing sales marketing consulting uh, for medium and small size businesses. In doing so, it allowed us to be able to um, live a little bit more freely. So we traveled around the nation for about 10 months uh, to wherever the food and beer looks good. And then uh, fell in love with Austin because there's a lot of food, a lot of beer out here. So we yeah. stayed here for about a year, uh, but we're actually three weeks away from getting back on the road again. Well, this time we'll be on the road for about 18 months doing the same thing, just chasing down uh, good food, good drink and uh, good company. I know, man. That is like that is like my dream. Like I have traveled a lot for work. And the cool part about it is, is that I always finagle my way to get a little spare time. You know what I mean? Like I'll be like, oh, man, you know, I have to be at the event at 6 a.m. to set up. Can you just fly me in the night before? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll fly you in the night before. It's only an extra night in a hotel. And I'm like, yes. And I have like three breweries picked out that I'm going to go hit that night or something like that. You know, like I actually drove up to uh, Fort Walton Beach last weekend for uh, the Max Fit Classic Pro Am and had an awesome opportunity to my Airbnb host actually was a, is a 16 year Air, airman, an Air Force veteran. Uh, his name was Rick. He was awesome. And he invited me to Third Planet Brewing Company, which I'd never even heard of. Them. And bro, I went there and spent a very short period of time there because I was friggin exhausted. I drove 10 hours and I had one flight, you know, four ounce tasters and just was knocked out. I got Chick-fil-A and went back to the, I actually rented an RV. So it was kind of funny. And it was like on his property, but he was super cool. There were 500 people plus at this brewery. Dude, I have never been to a brewery that was that busy before in my life. That's the thing. It's nuts. Yeah. But it was the only thing there. Like he's like, dude, it's the only like brewery. There are other like beer spots and brew pubs and stuff like that. But it's the only brewery in this area. It was, it's actually in Niceville. And he's like, and Eglin Air Force Base is here. So you have all the military people. He said 90% of the people here, we know they're all from the military. Yeah. I was like, bro, it was insane. Like I had the, I literally had to park my Jeep on like a hill, like incline 
of like a dirt mound because there was no parking. There was nowhere to like, I drove around for like 15 minutes trying to find a place to park. I was like, screw it. Four by four, let's go get off road. And, uh, it was fun though, man. I had a blast and, uh, the beer was great. You know I mean? It, was it the, like, was it what I'm used to from South Florida? I will be honest and say, no, it was a little bit more traditional. Um, but I still had, they had like a West coast IPA. They had uh hazy. I had an American IPA. They had a really nice barley wine. And then I had their, they had a uh, pumpkin ale. Uh, what the heck was it called? Um, pumping pumpkin or something like that. I mean, it was, ah. it was really good. I, I didn't prepare those because I figured we talked more about the ones that we were drinking, but, um, but it was cool, man. I really enjoyed it. And I love like the opportunity, like what you're doing is like, you know, I mean, when my kids are gone, that's a great, you know, opportunity to do something cool like that. But for uh -huh. right now, since they're home, I'll take my, I'll take my uh, weekends and little trips here and there when I can and hit up cool places. So what are you drinking? Uh, so today I, I got uh, two two different ones from uh, I think I shared a view before Pine House. This yeah, one, your local place, uh, right? Yeah, so they're they're out here in in Austin. It's actually uh, one of one of the places I fell in love with out here for beer. Um, mm -hmm. They're known for their uh, it's a hazy IPA called the Electric Jellyfish. This yeah. one is one they partnered with um, Green Cheek with, uh, and it's a triple hazy IPA. And so for me, like. Um, they've they've been some of the best double and triple hazies that I found because they're not super like juicy fruity, so you still get a lot of the um, the what you would expect from an IPA, but just yeah. a, a little bit more, we'll say, tropical, and they're nice, nice murky in in uh, color, so they've been solid. So I have two different triples from them. So one that they did a collaboration with, cool. uh, and it was from a series called uh, Brewed with Friends. Uh, yeah. And then this one is another uh, hazy triple. It's called uh, uh, Lost World. So Lost World and the the, uh, the collab one is called Dino Snacks. Where are they? Um, what are the what are the what are the stats on the beers? Like, are they what's the ABV and you, does it do they tell you the hops? Uh, so um, I'm not not on the can. I don't think they 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 say the IBUs, but on the the ABV for the Dino Snacks is ten point five. And then uh, they're both 10.5. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I got, I'm going to start with this sour, which is like, dude, I, so I'm going to tell you a quick little story about this brewery. So Spanish Marie, I got invited here by a, um, she was actually a journalist and a wine sommelier. I guess they're, is this called a sommelier? Yeah. She, uh, she works for Total Wine and More and she wanted to be a guest on the show. And she invited me here and they had just moved from like a smaller brewery into this really big place, which is where they are now. Beautiful place. I mean, now they've even expanded into the into the bay next door. And now they have what they call um, they have a, a speakeasy. And the uh -huh. speakeasy part of it is really cool because it's more focused on like bourbon and whiskey. And they sell beer, of course, as well. But they use that space, too, for parties and things like that. So it's really cool. And it's uh -huh. set up like speakeasy style where you have to like flip this thing around to get inside. It's like a bookshelf. You know, it's like really cool how they have it set up. But when I went there, they had just moved and they only had like three beers on tap that were theirs. And they had like four or five like guest taps and they had the coolers were packed with amazing beer. I mean, dude, I'm staring at this like drooling coolers packed with beer and they're like, Oh, we can't sell anything out of the cooler until our grand opening. And I was like, what? Like I literally came here to do a brew review of your place. And like, I get to try three of your beers. I'm like, come on, man. Like, give me a break. Like, and it just, they wouldn't budge, man. And the funniest thing in the world is, so the beers I had were good, but it wasn't the greatest experience. I was a little bummed by them. And uh, 
dude, I went to the bathroom and when I came out of the bathroom, they, they hadn't hooked up the, 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 like the lever stops on the top of the doors. When you push the door open, the door just kept going. It didn't have anything to stop it and like close it. Bro, there was a mirror on the wall. I busted that shit. The mirror fell on the fucking floor. I was like, oh my God. I was so embarrassed. And I was like, all right, I can't give these guys a bad review after I busted this mirror and did all this stuff and put, literally put a hole in the wall from the door handle. And I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, so I, when I did the review, I gave them like a positive review, but I put on the, the episode at that time, put the jury still out. You know what I mean? Because I had planned on going back. And since then, dude, they have done nothing but come out with like crazy, phenomenal beers. They came out with like an ecto cooler beer that was off the friggin' chain. And I haven't been able to get uh, my hands on a lot of their stuff because they're about an hour south. And uh, it's just just outside of my comfort zone in terms of like driving and having a couple of drinks and driving back home. So I was like, and it's, you know, quite, quite expensive to Uber an hour drive. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. But I stumbled across this one. It's actually a collab with King's Brewing Company at a a NorCal, and it is great cotton candy, cotton candy floss sugar, shredded coconut, cinnamon, and whole marshmallows. It's called Great Cotton Candy Frosé. It's a 7.5% sour, and dude, I'm stoked. So why don't you pop yours first, and then I'll pop mine. All right, sounds good. Do the uh, dino snacks first. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Look at that. What kind of glass you got? Uh, just a tulip. Okay, cool. I have the Calling All Craft Beer. Um, crap, why can't I think of the name of it? They're made by Rastel. What is the beer itself? I mean, the glass itself. I can't think of the name of the actual style of glass. Um, but these are my actual glasses. I still have a few of them. I'll send you a couple. Well, yeah. you're in Florida soon. Maybe I can hand it to you. Oh, yeah, you better be. We can have, have a beer somewhere and and, and absolutely, dude. Exchange. There's tons of amazing. This literally looks like grape cooling. Like I mean, That's, I know my camera sucks and you probably can't see it that great, but it, in in the camera it either looks black or yeah. you can see the purple, right? Yeah, no, I can see it. It kind of like reminds me just like, like a grape soda, or like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta take a picture of it too. Yeah. I always forget when I do when I get these drinks on. Uh, when I do stuff like this on the show, I always forget to take a picture of it, and then I'm mad at myself later. And I'm like, "Damn it, I drank it during the show." And then I end up taking like a picture of just a can and an empty glass. Oh yeah, that, that happens half half the time with me as well. Like we'll go to a restaurant because obviously travel for food or go to a restaurant or, or a brewery. And um, by that, my my wife's big on taking photos of fucking everything because we have a, a, an entire like food. yeah, foodie fit foodie yeah. Tell them what it is. Uh, so Fit, Fit Foodies is is our uh, coaching program for for people that love amazing food, amazing drinks, but also want to look and feel their best. I think a lot of times people get stuck in in feeling like oh they have to choose between really good food and a really good body or good drinks and whatever. It's like we we work with people to show them that's not the case, and then we also try to lead by example by eating and drinking like fucking assholes and looking uh, like <laughs> having abs, you fucker. Now, yeah. but at the end of the day, like for I dude, I love that. And for me, that's really my focus now. I I made a mistake. Like, I'll be honest. Like one of the things like I got really heavy into doing this show, especially during like the lockdowns and the pandemic. And I mean, dude, there were days that I would probably drink six, seven beers a day. And, you know, craft is crazy high alcohol, high calorie. Like and I literally gained 100 pounds. You know what I mean? Right. And over a year and I've lost pretty much all of that weight. Um 
but I'm still at a point right now. Right now, I'm like in the mid 270s, depending on the day. I was consistently losing in the ever since I had my the surgery on my hands. That's yeah. kind of I had carpal tunnel surgery, which we talked about, but it um it's been kind of like wavy because there's like days that I can train, there's days that I can't. Like today was actually a decent day. Yesterday I did legs, and then today I, my hands have been okay. But some days, because I'm still in this recovery phase, my hands hurt so bad that I'm like I can't like grip a dumbbell. I can't like even using bands. Like it gets crazy to the point where my bands are like they're not adjustable. They're it's one like setting, and you basically just the further away you are, the more resistance you have. Yeah. I try to do like curls and stuff with them at the highest resistance level and just do a ton of reps. And after like four or five reps, I mean, do my wrist start shaking like an old person. And it's like, they just, there's no stability there. So yeah. I have to wait kind of for that to like, to get back up. So it's been a little bit of a struggle because I've had to focus more on my nutrition and more on, and I hate cardio. And I, that's something that I got to get over because I've, I've always, the times that I've lost weight in the past has been limited cardio. I've done more weight training and more resistance and a little, like I might do, 30 or 45 minutes, three times a week on like the elliptical or a bike or something like that. But I've never made cardio the focus. It's always been my resistance training because I would go and train for two hours hard back to back, you know, no rest, triple uh, giant sets. You know, um, that was like typical for me was doing a giant set. I always had three things going at once. You know what I mean? And that's how I always, you know, lost the weight. Cause unfortunately I've lost hundred pounds, three different times in my life. Yeah. Um, which I'm proud of, but in the same respect, I let myself get hundred pounds overweight three different times. So that's kind of tough, but, um, but I love the concept of what you guys do. And, you know, the fact that you teach people that there is such a thing as balance in life. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of cliche. Like we get told a lot by people that there is no, it, it, you know, the hardcore guys are like, there is no balance. You either are on your plan or you're not on your plan. Yeah. That kind of goes with like the 75 hard lifestyle, which I don't disagree with. And I think there's times in life where 75 hard is necessary because you have to completely remove yourself from any temptation to really focus on what you're doing. But I think once the great, the best thing is that once you've kind of achieved what you want to achieve, there is a point in your life where you can have balance and not, you know, and not be scared about eating an extra calorie, you know? For so. sure. And I, I'm a, uh, like I was, when I was younger, I was saying, I, I drank so heavily when I was younger. I, I, I ballooned up by about a hundred pounds as well. And then, um, lost that about 10 years ago, been able to maintain since then or improve physically since then, oh, yeah. uh, and, and getting more and more involved into, we'll say like flexibility or freedom. Cause like before I was definitely like all or nothing. So like all into to, to drinking, I was drinking, uh, when I and so obviously this we're not promoting underage, but when I was when I was oh, uh, no. yeah when I was, okay. when I was 18 19 I, I was drinking uh you know a minimum 30 beers a day uh working construction start drinking at you know seven in the morning or noon yeah. at the latest and that was if I was working if we were off like me and my brother like we'd go through two or three 30 packs and just like kill it or we'd hit breweries what, what after that? like what like let me ask like this like what's your What's your like heritage? Like, are you like Irish or German or something where that's a big focus? Uh, you know? All of the above. I'm okay. I, okay. I used to I used to joke that uh, I I I'm bred with the, the people that like to drink and fight. So uh, I'm here, uh, Scottish, uh, Irish, German, like all that shit's in me too. Yeah, so like, I'm, that's why I like in beer. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, Irish, uh, English, Mexican, Russian. So it's like okay. all, all over the map. But everyone likes to. Drink. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you, you have a flask of vodka in your back pocket at all times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one's vodka, one's tequila. They got there two back go. pockets. 
Well, hey, <laughs> let's 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 take a sip here. Cheers, my brother. Yeah, cheers. Oh my god. Yeah, that's pretty good. Bro. This, all right, I like this, but it is so sweet. I was gonna say, like that the when you poured it, it reminds you of like my wife's not a big beer drinker, but when she finds a nice sour or smoothie or something like that, she's like all for it. So she likes the ones that like you read the can, it sounds like dessert. She's like, right. yeah, as long as it tastes that way. Because yeah. some of them say that and then it still tastes like a fucking beer. Yeah. Uh, but like when you read it and when you poured it, I was like, oh, I feel like that's going to be full of flavor. Like she I always love this because I'm I, telling you like, and I, I'm kind of in the middle. Depends on what I'm doing and where I'm at. If I want it, like if I'm if I'm down for like a super super sweet sour, if I want more of a sour beer, this yeah. is not sour. This is literally I taste cinnamon, I taste marshmallow, I taste like cotton candy. Like it is. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't taste great for shit. <laughs> but it's just what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, but it is like a sweet. It's a powerhouse of sweetness, and I can only imagine this is probably a 500 calorie beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, shit. So uh, what a, tell us a little bit about yours. Uh, so yeah, like I was actually pulling it up so I could see it. So like the the it does it doesn't have the ABV, but it's a uh, it, the way they describe it a pulpy, pillowy, tropical, uh, tropically charged triple uh, IPA showcase some um, uh, mutually beloved, highly expressive northern and southern uh, hemispheric hop varieties. But it it's like, but it doesn't uh, tell you what they are. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say the blend. I'm sure, like some places, want to keep it keep it private. Yeah. yeah. Um, Where are you on right now? That you on like their website? I, I'm on their Instagram. So Pine House Brewing, their Instagram. Okay. Uh, they have a bunch. Check Untapped real quick and see if they have anything on Untapped. Because sometimes on Untapped, you can. Do you have you, you used Untapped? Um, I, I have used Untapped. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this one uh, is is actually really good. So I think the. the New Newfangland, Nilsson, and another uh, hop are like the main ones in a different post. It, it said it. Okay, cool. Okay, awesome. Um, but yeah, they, it, it's got a little bit of like passion fruit that comes out, but definitely more of a like tropical feel. Love thick that. body, which I I love. How's the mouthfeel? Is it super creamy? Uh, very very creamy, and then a little bit of like a like a hop finish. So like okay. this would be one for like my wife. She would love the way it starts and hate the way it finishes. Gotcha. It's like, like it starts I, pillowy and then finishes tart, like but with the bite on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so, I love that. It sounds amazing. Like it sounds like it sounds exactly like an IPA that I would like love. Um, I was trying to find it, but I was having an issue with Untapped. You kept giving me an error, but anyway, don't matter. Um, it was awesome. And I'll tell you what, what's funny is that today, so um, with lunch, I shot you over, you know, um, I, a couple of beers and I was, so one of them, this one was, it's called, it's from Barrier um, okay. Brewing Company. Now Barrier is out of Oceanside, New York. It was okay. a triple, uh, triple New England hazy IPA, 10.3% ABV. Uh, let me catch my breath before I say this. It's called the strongest geometric shape number four, <laughs> Citra, Columbus, and Racal. And it says the fourth edition in our new rotating three hop triple IPA series, oozing tropical nectar nectar in the form of mangoes, tangerines. This hazy baby has a full pillowy mouthfeel and a ridiculously smooth finish. Triple IPAs don't drink this easy. You've been warned. 
I rated it a 4.5. It was excellent. It sounds to me like hops are a little bit different. So the flavor profile is going to be a little bit different, but the mango and tangerine comes through the pillowy mouthfeel. It sounds very similar to what you're drinking. And yeah. dude, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. Well, that's like, uh, I think the, the one that, that uh, you know, you had the other day, the, the juice force. Same yeah, yeah. Thing. That doesn't drink like a triple. Like it drinks so smooth. I think it's like nine or 9.5. It's 9. like, 5, yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's so dangerous because you could you could down it like it was a, a glass of orange juice. And yeah, like, the guy next to me was actually drinking it because they had it on tap at the brass tap. And he's like, but he was like, dude, this doesn't taste even like it has any alcohol in it. And I'm like, well, I think you're giving it a little credit because I definitely tasted a little bit of alcohol, but it is super like fruity. And yeah. like, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I'll be truthful. Like, I don't think I've had an IPA that has that much fruit come through in a long time. You know what yeah. I mean? That was a really, really good. Like, and I've had, I mean, I'm sure you and I both have been around the block when it comes to like, you know, beers and I've had some of the best. I mean, like one of my favorites that I actually have, it's funny, the label is actually on my desk, but 450 North um, in Indiana. Are you familiar with them? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I, you know, I kind of gave up on them when they went through the whole ABV debacle and all that stuff, but their IPAs have always been good. And um back god i want to say three years ago they had a harry potter series right then their quadruple ipa was like 12.5 percent and it uh, was called phoenix steers and it was literally uh galaxy citra cryo amarillo and mesa and mosaic hops bro i mean to this day still one of the best ipas i've ever had nice super pillowy mouthfeel like not too sweet but not too bitter at the same time i mean just it was like it was perfect on all accounts and I like cried because I could only get one can <laughs> and uh, I actually traded with a guy from San Diego, which is hilarious. Like how he got it. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I ended up sending him some Florida stuff and he ended up sending me out one because I put it in, in search of on my Instagram Yeah, sent it out to me. And I had one and I was like, oh. like the can sat in my uh, empty garbage disposal for like a year because I didn't want to throw it away. Cause I was like, Oh, this is wonderful. So I ended up just stealing the label off of it and sticking it on my thing. But I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I've had, I know, have you ever had um, anything from a hot butcher? No. Okay. So hot butcher is out of Chicago and they do, um, they do a, it's basically like an orange creamsicle uh, IPA and they have two of them actually. And the, the, now I can't, why am I, why can I not think of the freaking name? Um, but they have, they have like a, uh, one is like a single, single IPA. And then the other one's like basically a triple. It's like 9.5. Um, and people go crazy for it. So it's blazed orange is the, is the base one. Okay. And it is a milkshake IPA. It's 7.5%. And it's Citra and Strata hops. And then there's a milkshake double IPA brewed with lactose, vanilla, and oranges. And then the other one is just called double blazed orange. And it's like 9.5%. And probably two of the most highly sought after, like um, Chicago area, like um, IPAs, and just incredible. And I have a buddy up there, Andrew, that like every year when they pop out, he's like, hey, I got some. You want some? And I'm like, yeah, he lives in a the building he lives in downstairs. There's a there is a store in the bottom, the first level of the building um, that sells like a craft beer store. And he yeah. like they call literally will like call him and be like, hey, we just got a shipment of this, 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 and this. And he'll be like, all right, I'll be right down. <laughs> Take the elevator, get his shit, and then go back up to his apartment. I'm like, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. um, there's, there's a couple places that we used to have really good relationships in San Diego that were like that. We're like, let us know the brewery, the beers that you want. Like, we'll get them. And so they would just like, 
they would get, you know, one-off cans or a couple of just like packs. It's like, oh, we'll put an order in and they would just get small quantities for us. If we're like, hey, that's awesome. We're looking for this. We're like, yeah, for sure. Cause like we would, we bought enough beer there anyways. Like, sure, we can throw an extra one in. Or we had like, and then like, this is why I love craft beer people. Uh, is that like we, there's a couple of liquor stores too. It's like um, a lot of times the the store owners would hook us up with beers to ch- turn on to other breweries. We're like, oh, have you tried this one? Have you had that? I was like, oh, I haven't yet. So here. Like, take this one. Let me know what you think. And like, great business. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. I'm coming fucking back. One, I got free beer. And then they introduced me to something that like, I didn't really, I didn't really want to gamble on a four or six or fucking 12 packs. Like, all right, I'll try it. Yep. Gave it to me, loved it, came back, bought more. Yep. Um, but yeah, I introduced to so many, so many different beers because uh, oh. of those types of relationships. Hell yeah, dude. That was like for me, like like during the pandemic deal, like I had breweries from all over the country sending me free beer to review on the podcast. Because the show just took off because people couldn't leave home and they were just bored. So like during that time, I mean, dude, I, I did an interview with uh, with um, with uh, shit. What the hell's his name? John Wakefield, the owner of Jay Wakefield, on one of my shows. And I mean that to the, I looked at it before I set this up today, and it has like one hundred ten thousand plays. You know what I mean? And I was like, holy shit! I was like, that's crazy. You know, I think one of my podcasts has been listened to by well you know, maybe doubles, but at least, you know, 50, 70,000 people somewhere around there was nuts. But that was mostly like during the pandemic. You know what I mean? It was like people were just stuck at home because there was a point, believe it or not, where this show was the number two craft beer podcast on iTunes. The only, the only craft beer podcast that was ahead of me was the full pint. And um, I don't really count drinking bros as a craft beer podcast. (laughs) They're more political, Um, but some people do call them like craft beer. But um, so Thinking back to like SoCal, what's your favorite SoCal brewery? Oh, um, I think it would depend on the style of beer that I want at the time. Um, so I was going to say like, I think, and this may be a little cliche, but one of the ones that sticks out, and I think a lot of people love it if they've, if they've had it is, um, have you had, ever had Nelson by Alpine? Yeah, of course. So um, I think that's just like a solid, like you can't go wrong with that. I don't know if I would say it's my absolute favorite, but it's like, it's one like, of those beers that you can just drink every day, all day, and you're fine with it. Like it tastes yeah, you, so good. You, yeah. Yeah. You and can't insist it, which is huge. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong and like you it's like, all right, cool. Like that's a that's an old faithful. It's like, all right, if you can get it, like solid choice. Mm-hmm. Um but like San Diego, there's there's so much fucking shit out there. One of my favorite ones that we used to we used to love, great experience. There was uh, a small brewery on East County called BNS. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit smaller, typically only local. Uh and then there was another one called Society. Same thing. Um, society is more like um, they so more German style beers. So they'll have triples, quads, you know, whatever. Um, but they do it so fucking well. And then the ambiance of the of the brewery is amazing because it's called Society. So they want it to be kind of like high society, but semi um, like speakeasy. So like the experience is good. Um, BNS is bigger on uh, IPAs, barley wines. I'm like I'm. For me, it's like if I had to stick with one beer, it would probably be a barley wine. That's just like, I I, I can't fucking get past those. There's one out here that's actually really fucking good. Um, but then same thing. I like growing up in San Diego, Ballast Point, Stone were go tos. Um, yes. They're, they're bigger. The originators, dude. Yeah, and some. I mean, like especially Ballast Point, they got a lot of hate these days because they they you know they did. Yeah. 
Well, because they, they did. I'm like, I'm like, it's business, bro. Like, yeah. that's if someone's gonna give me a billion dollars for my brewery, I'd sell that bitch too. Yeah. Like, like, then didn't they buy it back? Right. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, it, it, it's like, all right, like they, they, you know, people get all pissed off. Oh, they sold out. It's like, well, that's the whole point of being in business. Is mm-hmm. fucking money. Uh, and they, and they did sell. I also like, I, I really love Firestone. They're a little bit northern, but like, they always like, yeah. Um, they're they're amazing their their attention to detail quality um if you ever get a chance go to their breweries their breweries are awesome especially at a brewery but i've had a ton of their beer so especially they um they have they have their main location in paso robles and then they have another one that's like off to the side where they do all of their like active yeast and like living cultures um and that place is fucking amazing sounds amazing uh, that's the one that's almost like, like more. It almost seems more like a like a winery. Uh, no, no. I mean, may, maybe because a lot of like everything there is like is is living Just from a look standpoint, like the way they have it built. It's kind of Napa y. Oh, for sure, because it's it's right. There. Yeah, it's it's right there. Um, but like everything, everything there is 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 barrel aged, and it's typically uh, barley wines or stouts that are. Um, I don't think they serve anything bigger than like a four or six ounce pour because they're so fucking strong. I think the first time I got like super drunk there, it was like, I want a full one. And they're like, it's basically a flight glass just filled all the way up. I'm like, no, I wanted a full pour. Like, that is a full pour, motherfucker. (laughs) Like, take that shit and run with it. And you drank it and you were like, four ounces. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's 19.7%. That's why you feel it. And that's like, uh, so San Diego people say San Diego. I would say, I don't know if I could pick a single beer or single brewery, but Stone used to do, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do an event called Pour It Black. Yeah. Dabs. I don't know that they've done it recently, but I I mean, I definitely used to follow when they did it more, when it was an annual thing. Yeah. yeah. And that that event is probably one of my favorite events because it's all like, my, like I said, I'm partial to like barley wines and stouts and that's yeah. pretty much all it fucking is. And like, um, you buy a ticket and I think you like, they, the ticket includes like, an obnoxious amount of beers for these types of beers or like like there's like i think it's like uh last time i went i think it was like you get 15 beers i'm like there's no fucking way i could drink 15 that are above 10 percent like <laughs> i would i would but like of course going there like i'm i'm greedy right it's like i go there and you get some people that are, we'll say responsible yeah. so they're like halfway done because like the way they do it is they give you like, like here's a, your glass no, no it, it was like like give you a full board yeah, no, well, so they, they gave at least eight ounce pours. So, like, they were they were fat fucking pours. And same with, like, Firestone, when they do their, like, annual, like, their anniversary events, like, yeah, like, fucking just basically pay for the VIP. It's totally fucking worth it um, because, like, they, they'll do full pours. They'll do as much as you want. It's at the brewery. They're like, hey, we could just fucking, like, we got as much as you can handle. Right. Um, and so you see people there just standing there. It's like, chugging and then handing it back and then it's like Bro, jesus that is crazy um like yeah for like people sleeping in your brewery oh yeah well like and like the, the poor black event is so funny because like we'd, we'd go there and you'd, you'd see people just like smashed and eventually i would get there too but like yeah. they're at like the water cooler and it's like you know a big clear thing obviously empty but everyone's drunk so they're like standing there trying to get water out of this That's hilarious <laughs> like, I love that. Uh, it's empty <laughs> It reminds me of like like I've done Wakefest a bunch of times down here in Florida because Jay Wakefield puts on you know their annual deal. And last the last time I was there, I think it was 2020 because it was right before the shutdowns, and they had uh 125 130 like breweries there, and it was just incredible. Like I had such a blast. And 
the uh, I was laughing because you mentioned barley wine, and right before I went dark um, with all this stuff back in where was I? This was on October sixteenth of last year. Uh, my buddy Andrew, the one that I was telling you about, that lives in the building in uh, in Chicago with the beer store below, he sent me a uh, barley wine from Moore Brewing Company in Chicago, um, and it's called it was called uh, Nettie Padam Praline. And dude, this was like, it's literally, it reminded me literally of like a pecan pie. Barley. And it was, I mean, dude, like probably one of the most incredible, one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had with beer because of how many layers it had. Like it was like one time you would take a sip and it would be all cinnamon. The next time you would take a sip and you would get the nuttiness from the praline and you would get the caramel from the, from the brown sugar. And then you were like, what the fuck is going to be next? Like I was like, and and the crazy part was it was like a 14 percenter and mm. I did not taste booze at all. You know mm. what I mean? And that's, I mean, traditionally most barley wines are booze. You know what I mean? You get, especially depending on who they come from, you know what I mean? And depending on about what the, the setup is and everything, but dude, I mean. And if they're aged, like if they're aged, they're definitely going to be way more boozy. If it's, absolutely, if it's, a, little, yeah. it's a little bit fresher, it's like maybe it's more malty sweet, but like, the older it is, depending depending on how they age. There's the one out here. I think the, the brewery's called Live Oak, and their their barley wine's called Tree Hugger, mm-hmm. and it's like so one of the, like like this is just just like kind of tangent, but not tangent. Like one of the favorite, like one of the things I'm probably gonna miss the most about fucking living in Texas is there's a there's a there's a grocery store or market out here called Central Market, mm-hmm. and one they like they have a a growler fill station in the middle of the place, which is awesome, but yeah. Even better than that, they have what they call sip and shop. So, like, they have a full tap. Oh, you can take a beer and open it while you walk around? No, full, like, fresh pours. It's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And so I'm like, me and my wife, me and my wife go there. She knows. And, like, first stop is, like, let's go grab a beer. Then we can walk around and shop. And as dumb that's as it awesome. sounds, like, any, anyone that comes and visit me, that's where I take them. They're like, where do you want to go? Like, what do you know? Like, where do you go to the grocery store? I'm like, like, for what? What? Fuck am I going to the grocery store for? I don't need yeah. nothing. Cause like, they have a steak and beers. Yeah. I'm like, cause, cause like we, we can, we can, we can have a beer, walk around the grocery store. Sometimes you end up buying shit. You don't really need because depending on how many, how you, many beers you have. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But like, awesome. um, like I said, my, uh, especially since like I said, my, my family is big on, big on craft beers. Like my parents came to visit. I'm like, Oh, you're going to love this. We're going to go to the grocery store. You can grab, you can, we can grab a beer. We can walk around. You can pick up stuff. What you know that you can cook. Awesome. The house, all good. Same with my sister. She came to say she's like, "What do you want to do?" Like, First stop, Central <laughs> Walk around. Um, but I said all that because like, like the the tree hugger is like almost always at their growler fill station, mm-hmm. and it blows my mind. Like for a full growler, it's like twelve bucks for a barley wine that's like 12 and a half percent i'm like where the fuck can you get 32 ounces of or like six, 64 ounces excuse me of a barley wine for like less than 15 bucks like nowhere like that's crazy like to even think about that like we so we don't have a grocery store like that here but we have we have a um so one of my favorite breweries in fort lauderdale called tarpon river brewing the company also actually owns so they own the people who own it they own a convenience store that's also that what used to be called Craft Beer Cartel. They've since changed the name of it to like Quick Mart or something because I guess they weren't getting enough people like shopping there with the name Craft Beer Cartel. 
because they thought it was just a craft beer market. They didn't realize that they actually had little groceries and stuff like that. So they have that. But then they also own three um, Riverside marketplaces. Okay. When you go inside Riverside Marketplace, Riverside Marketplace is essentially like a like a uh, like a tap room with a kitchen. You walk in, but the cool part about it is, is that every they have it. They have like six to eight taps, depending on which one you go to. But the cool part is they have coolers. They have tons and tons and tons of coolers with cans and bottles. And you just go to the cooler, grab a beer, take it to your table, open it up, drink it. You leave the empties on your table. And at the end of your session, when you're done, they walk around and they'll just tally up what's on your table and they just give you your bill and you're good to go. And you, you go from there. And it's like, it just takes that, you know, frustration of like waiting at the bar and like all that shit like out of it. And, but again, you know, you will sometimes have a little more than you probably should because it's easier to get your hands on it. Almost um, like at the house, just almost walk to the fridge, grab another one. And- exactly. <laughs> like it's nuts, dude. Like, have you, um, have you ever been to like, so w- one of the things I wanted to do for a while, because I thought it looked really cool, but never had the opportunity to, and then kind of heard some bad reviews about it after the fact, but have you ever been to and or uh, like BrewDog, like the hotel or anything like that? Uh, I, I have not. And same thing. I've heard, I've heard mixed reviews. I have. So yeah. I have, it's like, um, but seems like beer people hate it and normal people love it, which is so weird. Yeah, it's a, I, I always wonder with shit like that if it's just a matter of like expectation management. If someone's like expecting it to be like a, a beer mecca and then it's just a really cool experience and then someone right. has no expectations. It's kind of like, at least the way I always relate it, shit like this is like, um, if all of your friends pump up a movie and then you watch it, you're like, wah, wah. Exactly. Uh, like if you have no expectation, you go like, fuck, that was phenomenal. Or if everyone yeah. says it's shitty. So like maybe the good reviews are because everyone that like, like, they just went with no expectation. Yeah, or they they went expecting it to be kind of shitty. It's like, oh, everyone everyone shits on this place. So like, oh, they were like, oh, it wasn't that bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, this, this is actually really good because like they were expecting it to be a dog, and right. it wasn't. So it was like, oh, that's actually kind of nice. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a freaking amazing idea when they first like brought it. Like when I, they first brought it to market, and they talked about it. I was like, fuck, are you kidding me? I'm like, that's a beer nerd's paradise. Yeah. You're in this beautiful room facing the brewery. You have shower beer. You have beer in your room wherever you want it to be. I mean, like, come the fuck on. Like, who wouldn't? I mean, I'd be fucking destroyed the whole entire time I was there. Yeah. But it was all. But one thing I one of the things that I saw a lot about is like the pricing was absolutely like the regular rooms don't have as many amenities as like the the ones that are open to the brewery, which are like the suites and the suites that like last I or last review I saw, they I think their like suite prices were like three something a night when they first like started it. And now they're like a thousand a night. And people yeah. were like, how are you going to increase the prices like from one season to the next, like three times, three, you know, 300%. Like you went from 320 bucks last year to a thousand dollars for the same rooms now. And you wonder why nobody's booking them. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, I could probably do it for one night. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm not, I can't justify it for more than that. You know what I mean? Cause at the end of the day, I mean, that's like, I like a nice, like I am a lush and a half dude. So I like a nice fucking comfy, beautiful hotel room. I like, amenities like a fucking sauna and, and a hot a hot tub and all that shit but i'm also the kind of the same person that will stay in a super eight if it means that i get to experience more while i'm at where i'm going you know oh, what i mean yeah. because you most of the time we don't go on vacation to go to the hotel you go on vacation to go on vacation like you're not gonna be hanging out in the hotel any more other than the sleep and that's my wife. Like my wife is the one that's like, fuck that. Like we can run a we can run a porta potty and sleep in it. I don't care. As long as we can do everything we want to do on our vacation. She could she'd rather buy a cheaper hotel room and but have more, you know, money. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. 
I, I guess I am kind of like uh I am kind of like spoiled in the sense that I like nice shit. You know what I mean? Like I like good food. I like I'll, I don't I'll pay three hundred bucks for a good steak. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of and it and the funny thing is is that it's not like I I do that because I have it like that. It's because I just don't give a fuck. Because I'm like I only live once. So <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like if, like if I can if if the money is physically there for me to afford to do something, I'm gonna do it because what if if I die tomorrow. Or if I get, heaven forbid something happens to me and I get sick tomorrow, I want to be able to remember back and go, I did that. You know what I mean? I wasn't afraid to do it. And now I can't kind of thing. You know what I mean? So to me, it's just like, dude, I live in the moment, like a hundred percent. Well, it's like, like my wife. Hates it, it. Even with what we've, we've done in the past and even what we're about to do in regards to travel, like realistically, because like the shit that we like, it's not cheap. Like uh, it's, sometimes it's more expensive than here. And I, like our place out here is fucking stupid expensive. Oh, yeah. Uh, where, because we're right on the fucking water, like I like, I could I could throw this fucking cup into the river if I wanted to. So right yeah. on the water, but we're also right across from downtown. So like, oh, cool. And, it, and it's a four story place. So like, um, it comes with a hefty price tag. Like especially being in like in Southern California, I was like, oh, you moved to fucking Texas? It's probably way cheaper. Like, mm, nah, not, not really. So <laughs> um, oh, bro, trust me, I know. I mean, we're in South Florida, and it's like I laugh because. We were literally before before we bought our house. We were literally living in the cheapest apartment complex in the area that we lived in, and we were there for five years. And the only reason it was the cheapest is because we were in an unremodeled unit. And what they were so we were living in a, we were in a three a three bedroom two bath, and it was like fourteen hundred square feet, yeah. and it was old as dog shit. We lived there for five years, and it was literally um, like. It just reminded me of like a '90s, late '80s, early '90s, like like compartment. Okay. I mean, the white cabinets with the brown like trim, you know, and the like inset handles. I mean, just like the crappy for Mica countertops and all that shit. It was just it was it was what it was, but it worked. We were there yeah. for five years, and they were like, "All right, listen, like if you will move you into a remodeled unit, so we can remodel yours, and your rent will only go up uh, 150 dollars a month." for now for the first year and i was like oh i was like you know i thought about it and i'm like oh that doesn't sound like a really bad idea and then we get a remodeled unit we get the new wood floors they get rid of this old wood uh old carbon that we had forever like whatever caveat you know, back year you're like what what happens exactly. after exactly yeah. and that was where they got you is that yeah they bumped you up to 150 for the first year and we were paying dude my rent was like 2100 right for that apartment and so it was going to go up to like 2250 and then but then i was like well wait a minute like what about next year and she's like well here are the rates for next year and she didn't say it out loud she just hands me the paper and i look at it 3450 like oh that's it for $1200 more the next year just for them changing the countertops putting in nicer cabinetry repainting the place changing the flooring putting a backsplash in the kitchen and changing the taking out the white appliances and putting in stainless steel that's literally all they did Oh, yeah. Well, and like, like it, it's it's fucking crazy how much like so like when we lived in downtown San Diego, so we lived in downtown San Diego, high rise luxury apartment. We were paying like twenty five hundred bucks a month in San Diego. So it's like that's not fucking not bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here we pay over six grand for a fucking place here, but then like right right across the fucking river downtown, one of our one of our friends, like you may you may know him as well. He's he's a you know, a fellow RT member. Um, so he's in a two-bedroom apartment pays over 10 grand a month for an apartment 
I'm like, in, oh, that's insane. Yeah, and I'm like, and and but it, it's funny because like he's from Florida and sending people in Florida, and then like I'm from Cali. Everyone in Cali's like, oh, it must be so much cheaper there. I'm like, uh, depends on so where you're. So glad at. I have my house now because I mean my mortgage is three thousand dollars a month, and it's twenty two hundred square foot, four bedroom, two bath, two car garage, zero lot line. Don't get me wrong. I like my 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 fence is my neighbor's house. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. fence goes up to the end of their house and then their wall of their house is like the rest of our fence. Yeah. But we do have a little side yard and a little backyard and a little tiny front yard. So it's not terrible, but, um, but I mean, hearing you say that shit, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, I'm going to build a tiny house and trailer that bitch all over the United States when I retire. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I look at it as both, both, a you know, I would say a, a curse and a blessing. Cause like growing up, like both, both of my parents were addicted to drugs. We grew up super fucking like humble or poor or whatever, like didn't have power. We would like start a fire in the backyard to, to get hot fucking water. You know what I mean? Wow. And it's like, and so now to be like this, I'm like, huh, it's actually, <laughs> yeah, not, not too bad. Um, oh, like, that's amazing. Up, I never would have thought it was fucking possible. And even like thinking about how much we fucking pay for this place. I'm like, like would have made me sick back in the day. Where I was like, now it's like, huh, uh, it's all right. It's worth you it. You guys have a car? Yeah, of course. We have, we have a, no, no, we I have just a, wonder because I know a lot of people that live like in the city. Like we have a couple of friends here that live in like Fort Lauderdale. They don't like. They're like, I don't need it. I take public transportation or I Uber, like whatever. Uh, I'm 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 a too much of a control freak. I like to go to fucking. Like, gotcha. I want to go. I was like, you each have one though, or you just have one for between you right now? Uh one one for the two of us. So we have we have a we have a four by you know, Dodge, that's probably way more excessive than we need, but still it's fun. Um, so we, like, so we, we, we like, this is the first house me and my wife ever lived in that has a garage. The truck is so big it won't fit the garage. Really? Uh, so, <laughs> so, so like now we have to park it on the fucking street because like, all right, well, it won't fit in the garage. We're all excited. It's like, Oh, we got a garage. And it's not even too tall. It's just too long. Oh, so like, gotcha. the garage won't, yeah. yeah. The garage won't close. So I'm like, oh, this is a fucking nightmare. We're all excited for a garage. Now the only obviously thing- it's a ramp. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, long bed, like four door, like yeah, I got you. You bought, you went and bought the biggest Ram you could. Is it diesel? Uh, no, no. I mean, no. so it's not it's it's not the biggest, but I I would say like because like we I I got it right before we did our first like drive around the fucking nation. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so like it's I think it's a twenty twenty when we got it. It was like fucking two miles long or some bullshit. Um, but like we got it and uh, we're like, all right, we want to be comfortable while we drive around. So it was more about comfortable in the cab. Uh, and then enough room in the back to be able to fit all of our shit. So it is a crew cab. So like the back seat is fucking the biggest back seat I've ever seen in the fucking truck. Cool. Um, Hell yeah. But the um, but it's but gas, it's, so it probably gets like three miles to the gallon. It's actually like surprisingly like really fucking good. Like well maybe maybe I'm just used to old school because like I I used to have a a 1956 F100. So like that like on a good day would get fucking five miles to the gallon with the yeah. wind on my back going downhill. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this, this like on average, like 25, 26 miles to the gallon on the freeway, like up to fucking oh. yeah, like it fucking like it's a it's a it must have, yeah, it's got MDS then it's got the cylinder deactivation system on it where it runs on like four cylinders when you're on the highway. Yeah, so it, it it's one of those things where it's like on a on a full tank, I can get and it's only it's a it's a 33 gallon tank, I can get almost almost 600 miles if I'm that's awesome. that's yeah, not, I can't complain about that. That's like that I mean that's better than my Jeep. I mean my Jeep on a good day gets like on my way to I went like 72 on uh, cruise control is 72 to 75 on the way to Fort Walton, which is way slower than I normally drive, but I was really paying attention to gas mileage. 
Mm-hmm. And it was literally like this the whole entire way. Um, I averaged like 32. And that's actually not bad for a G. No, and it's well, it's also it's a 1.3 liter turbo little baby four cylinder, like 82 cubic inches. But um, but on the way home, because I was going against the wind, it was I it was like 23, 25. You know what I mean? Like it would, it depended on how windy it was. Like it would, it would, I mean, dude, it was crazy. It would go like down like 18 at times and then we'd go back up to like 30 and then it would be, so my average on the way home ended up only being like 24, which is still decent for a highway. But I was like, damn, like guys, it's, it, it's a box. You know what I mean? So there's no, it's not aerodynamic at all. So the wind plays a huge you know, part in how well you do gas mileage wise. I don't know how the hell we got talking about fucking gas money, but anyway, that's the beauty of this show is that we just talk about random shit. But, um, so what's the plan like for, you know, the move, like where are you guys headed to first? What's the, do you have it mapped out or are you just going to kind of take it as it comes or how, what's the deal? Um, so we, we have it mapped out, but we're also taking it as it comes. <laughs> so timing will be more taking it as it comes, but you kind of have a plan of where you're going. Yeah. Per, yeah, for sure. So like realistically, the, um, the first stop is going to be Southern California because one, that's where we're from. A uh, bunch of family there. I have a cousin that um, is getting married October first. So like, cool. all right, cool. Like, we'll we'll kick off the trip for his wedding, uh, and then hang out. We'll probably be in Southern California, bouncing back and forth between like San Diego and LA for um, anywhere from one to two months. Cool. And then if, after that, we'll work our way up the coast hit like Santa Barbara, um, San Francisco, then up to Oregon for a little bit, stay in Oregon for a bit, then hit Washington for a bit, probably spend um, uh, the, the rest of the winter in Washington, work our way down to uh, like Salt Lake, then uh, maybe hit uh, Nevada and then across like kind of like the middle and then work our way up to like Chicago area, um, maybe, maybe hit um, – we're thinking about hitting Canada for a little bit on, on the, the East coast, um, uh, Buffalo, New York, um, like maybe Michigan, depending on, uh, like what it looks like, but some of the De- Detroit food spots look fucking phenomenal. Of course. Um, and every then, city's got great food, man. It's like, you got to hit them at least once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, um, uh, from there, like going to, uh, Maine down to Boston, Boston down to like, you know, Rhode Island, working our way into Connecticut, New York City, stay in New York City area for a little while. We've done that place. We've done over there a lot. Um, and so like we're in that area, we typically like to stay in like Inglewood, New Jersey, because yeah, it like right across the river and you can get back and forth to New York easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like five fucking fucking 10, 15 minutes from the city. Yeah. Uh, we could also be more cost effective. <laughs> uh, one like and like with the truck, like because whenever we drive the fucking the truck in the, in New York City, it's a fucking nightmare to park because everyone drives little cars. Like even even driving a full size truck in New York City, everyone's like, like, well, like you're obviously yeah, who the fuck is this guy? You're definitely from Texas. Yeah, uh, <laughs> although you're from South, Southern California. Yeah. The trucks have the truck has Texas plates. We because right, cool. yeah because we better taxes out here. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, and then we'll work our way down probably like the, the Carolinas, um, then, um, all the way down to, to Florida. We actually, like, I think I, I talked to you, we had thought about starting with Florida first, but like, hey, that's what you originally told me. So when you started going to Cali, I was like, Hey, you changed your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, so we, we, we thought Florida first, but then it was like, Oh, if we do, if we do Florida first and like, realistically, we'll spend an entire year on the East coast. Those are yeah. so fucking shit there. Yeah. Uh, 
Whereas like, uh, cause we we're planning on being on the road for, you know, a year and a half. So I was like, all right, we'll do the first like six to eight months on the East coast or the West coast and working our way over. And then basically spend a year on the, on the East coast. That's awesome. Uh, so we'll, we'll do the first stint here and then, and then shoot over and spend a bunch of time working our way down the, uh, the East coast. And what's the, and ultimately what's the plan? Are you guys like looking for your next like long-term location or are you kind of just hitting everything and then you're heading back to Texas? Uh, I mean, like, don't know. Okay. No, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, la- la- last time we did it, we did it with a similar approach. It's like, all right, we'll be on the road uh, for about a year. We, we cut a little bit shy of that. Um, and we weren't sure where we we're going to end up. And then we ended up in fucking Texas. So I was like, all right, cool. We left California hit the road. And then, um, we had been to Texas a few times. That was the, the first stop in our travels last time. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with it. We actually like, I was, I was doing a lot of sales and marketing for a company that was based out of Texas. So like I was able to, we'll say leverage one of, one of their employees addresses for my personal address. So we could get the truck registered. I get tax Ooh. benefits. Mm-hmm. So like at the end of our travels, we were already residents of, of Texas. And Austin has a bunch of food, a bunch of great beers. Nice. All right. Like we'll see, like when we were looking at stopping, we were, we were debating on between like Inglewood, New Jersey, um, like Boise, Idaho, um, New York, Florida yeah. here. Um, but then the funny part is that like, we had never lived in fucking Texas in the summer. So I had no idea how fucking hot and humid it got out here. So like the only reason we needed Florida, cause I'm like, I can't do the humidity and the heat. We come to fucking Texas. Worse in Texas. Yeah, like I don't know. Humidity is worse there. I yeah, the humidity is definitely worse here. Like, but I didn't I didn't know that. I just like being in California, they're like, oh, Florida's fucking hot and sticky. We came out here, I was like, fuck, we could have just lived in Florida. (laughs) It's hilarious, dude. Like, I'll tell you what, like when I went to Fort Walton Beach, I mean, being from Miami, I did not expect it to be as sticky and humid as it was up there. And I was like, bro, this is 10 times worse than it is in Miami right now. Like in Miami, I could walk outside and breathe. I would get up, I got up in the morning and walked out of the camper and stepped out of the camper and I was like <gasps> like I mean it just kind of took my breath away because it was so the ha- the air was so heavy. I was like, wow, that is weird as shit. I've never expected that. But I remember the first time I went to Houston, I got off the airport and I got off the plane in Houston and as soon as I walked out the 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 uh, electronic doors at the airport and hit, the air hit me, I the same shit happened. I was <clears throat> I was like, what the fuck? I was, and I was instantly soaked. Yeah. I was like okay. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, dude, I we walked from our hotel to the convention center in Houston for the American Fitness Expo. I was there for three days. And every single time I did that, I had to bring like a spare shirt with me because by the time I got either to the hotel or to the convention center, I was so. Oh, yeah. And I was I, like, yeah, this is terrible. We, we live right across the fucking, you know, like bridge or river or whatever you want to call it from fucking downtown. Mm-hmm. Like less than 10 minutes to walk into downtown. We could be at a bunch of different fucking restaurants, food spots. Yep. But like, do we do it? No. Cause like that, by the time we get there, it lo- it'll so, look like, it'll look yeah. like we swam there. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Yeah. Uh, but like didn't, didn't expect that. And yeah, like it's like, sometimes it's so thick and heavy outside. It was like, yeah. Oh, but now it's like, we obviously can live here. So like Florida is a good option. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. So I gotta uh, ask you being that I lived in Austin for a year, long time ago though, I don't even know if it's still in existence, but is it and have you had Franz hamburgers? Franz? Yeah. I have not. I don't even know. Like you, you have to turn me on. I'm gonna Google it and see if it's still open. Cause dude, there is a they have like a chili cheeseburger that is like the that when I was there, mm-hmm. um, 
was like the the cheeseburger in friggin uh in uh Austin and it's like yeah it's, it's 1822 South Congress Avenue Austin Texas oh no it says permanently closed um, I was like that's right down the street from us that's, that's a bummer yeah like I went there like this is what it looks like I don't know if you can see it in the thing but oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like old. It was like an old school burger place, but I lived there. God, so I lived there in ninety, Jesus, ninety three or ninety four with my grandmother, and we used to. I mean, that was like her favorite place. We used to go there all the time. It was literally right across. I went to Fulmore Middle School for sixth grade, and it was right across the street from my middle school. And my grandma would come pick me up from school some days, and we would go right across the street and get a friend's, you know, hamburger and their biggest thing was their chili, the chili cheeseburger. And it was like, I mean, dude, it was like this big, huge burger, like, you know, a half pound patty. I mean, you could get like quarter pound, half pound, you know, full pound, whatever. And they just like, I mean, they took like a whole ladle full of chili and was like on top of it. And it was a disgusting mess of shit everywhere, but it was so good. I was like, I think that location might be at Torchy's Tacos now. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, no, that like I, I uh, there's a there's a burger spot out here that was actually pretty good. Well, it's, it's more like a dive bar, but they serve really good fucking burgers. It's called uh, Casino El Camino. It's in like, I guess what's known as Dirty Six, so the the east side of Sixth Street, on yeah, streets of downtown. Uh, but same thing, like their standard patty, I think is like three quarters of a pound, and then if you want, you can get a bigger one, or you can get a double, and it's just a fucking. They they cook it really well, but it's a beast of a fucking burger, and it's. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a meal for the whole day. Yeah, it's, like you it's, can uh, not eat all day and go there and have dinner and be full. And you're okay, well, and that's like uh, there's another place out here uh, appropriately named Gordo's, and like a, a lot, a lot. I of, saw you. I think I've seen you post about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they do they do crazy burgers, but they also like they do a lot of fun shit with donuts. So they'll do like donut burgers or sandwiches and stuff. That's what I saw you post. You posted the donut burger. Yeah. yeah, and so, like, they, they have some stuff where it's, like, you know, like, because some people get turned off by that shit or whatever, but it's, like, oh, they have some where it's, like, it is, like, a traditional, like, glazed zone of them, other ones where it's just, like, they don't glaze it, so it's basically just savory or normal fucking yeah, dope. It's just like, like, mm-hmm. and, then, and then they build a fucking burger out of it, but, yeah. like, um, it's a, it's, it's a solid spot, and it's, oh, it's yeah. not, not too far from the house, good food. I think the thing I'll miss the most out here is uh, Texas barbecue. I feel like that's fucking... Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, dude. I mean, I, I Texas has amazing barbecue. Tennessee's got amazing barbecue. Kentucky's got amazing barbecue. Mississippi's got amazing barbecue. St. Louis has amazing barbecue. It's, it depends on where you go, like different places. But I'm gonna tell you what, Florida's got some fucking killer barbecue down here too, like in certain areas. Uh-huh. And I'm actually super bummed because one of my favorite breweries down here, Tripping Animals in Doral, which is about 30 minutes from my house. They had a guy there that was doing their food called Gorilla City Sandwiches. Okay. And he was a straight up Southern barbecue. Like he was a smoker. He was like, like you would go there. And my favorite thing to get was the burn ends, right? You would just go in and get a plate full of burn ends and they were fucking just melt in your mouth. Flavors on point. Like just, I mean, and it was like a pound for like 11 bucks. You know what I mean? I mean, a whole plate full for like 11 bucks. And if you want more, you just go back, you hit him up and he just, you know, uh, was just, it was so good. And for whatever reason, he's no longer the food guy there. I don't know if he, you know, went and did something more on his own or whatever, but they have like their, they hired a chef and they now have their own 
like food thing where they have like taco night and they have like burger night and they changed it up a little bit. And I'm like so bummed because with him, you could order like the cool thing about him is you could order like uh, you could just order like meat by the pound, too. So you could go in like when he like Tuesdays were brisket. So he would have like brisket by the pound. So you could order a pound of brisket, two pounds of brisket, like whatever. And they did these Father's Day deals where it was like a half of brisket, an actual full half of a brisket with beers, a six pack of a four pack of beers and this bread and potato thing that he used to make. And it was like a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? You get this. And I mean, it was just like perfect. Like I'd be like, and I would eat the whole half of brisket over a couple of days, but, but just by myself. I mean, dude, it was so good. How how far are you from Tampa? Four hours. Four hours. All right. Uh, Yeah. Not horrible. I was like, next time you you go out there, there's a place out there called uh, TNT burgers. Mm -hmm. Probably. Uh, some of the best burgers we've had fucking across the nation. It's a, it's just a little fucking food truck, but like mm-hmm. they're they're right down the street from another food truck called uh, Burger Culture Tampa, and um, Burger Culture like like they've been around for years. They built a big name for themselves, but like to some degree, like they were they were the best and built a name for themselves because there was no competition. And then TNT moved like moved mm-hmm. in less than a mile away and just fucking. Destroyed them. Yeah. Uh, but like so so good. And like the owners are amazing people, like great people, good food, amazing service. Oh. Even like uh like a food truck, they go above and beyond. Like it, it's a great experience. Like um, if you like plan a, a weekend getaway, just like oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. That's awesome. There's so you couple- told, you said you spent a lot of time in New York. Have you ever been to beer culture? I have not. I have not. Man, I'm like so beer culture is a craft beer bar that's basically like on a side street right off of uh, Times Square. And it's like under, like you go down the stairs and it's under like a building and it has a sign and everything. It's not like hidden or anything, but yeah. one of the best like craft beer spots in actual like Manhattan. You know what I mean? Like, and I just, I found it on accident because my family was doing like the m M&M store and you know i'm looking at all the shit and i'm like all right i'm gonna go get a beer like i need to get out of here you guys go do your thing i'll meet you in a little while and i walk to it it's like a, probably like two blocks off of like actual like uh Times square and i was i fell in love dude they i mean similar thing to like a uh, similar thing to riverside marketplace where they have coolers and you can just grab the beer and start drinking it and he'll charge you for it at the end and then they have a bunch of stuff on tap and they also sell cans to go which is like not common for places that serve you know what i mean i know that like breweries can do it but for some reason here a lot of like the bars that sell beer they you can't take it to go like like today when i went to uh to um the brass tab he was like i can't give you unopened cans to go i can't give you unopened cans to go you know he kind of gave me the look and then winked at me he sees like you want to make sure that everybody heard what he was saying but then he kind of slid him to me out the side of the bar, but he told me, he's like, we like, we're not allowed to do that. And I don't know that might be a corporate policy more than it is a Florida thing. I don't know, but how's that? Uh, the second beer you cracked over there. Uh, um, so like I, I, I had both these before I saved this one on purpose to like a little bit better. Yes. So this, like this one's a little bit more, I would say like a traditional IPA. So less hazy, less tropical, less juicy. Um, it's more a like, nice. yeah. So I, I finished this with, cause it, it's a little bit, tastes stronger and like hits harder at the end yeah uh, and so like i think if i like for me if i would have started with this one and the second one would have felt really bland mm-hmm. 
Um, so I was like, all right, start with the other one. Big, big flavor, lots of juice, like great mouthfeel, very, very palatable at the beginning, a little bit of a harder finish. Whereas like this one is, is, is kind of bitter the whole way through, which is a little bit more like my style. Perfect. That's why I did it the way that I did it too, is I did the sour first and then I did the triple because I have, so this one, like I said, it's the Socrates philosophies and hypotheses from Monkish. Now, now here's the crazy part. This is a triple temp. It's 10.3% ABV. Uh, Monkish is in Torrance, California. Oh yeah. Well, this is, this was canned on eight twelve twenty one. 21. Oh. So this beer is a year old. Now are some of the flavors muted? Yes. But does it taste a year old? No. Like I was like, hold. And the crazy part is, dude, is I've had, I've gone through stuff like this with Monkish before where I get kind of bummed about their beers because my buddies just, we used to, like, um, Drew with my buddy, uh, Drew, I have Andrew in uh, Chicago and Drew is in, uh, he actually lives in Culver City, California. Okay. And uh, he was like our Monkish mule for, forever. And he would send me stuff and like, I wouldn't, I was, I was buying stuff and getting stuff from him so often that it would sometimes sit in the fridge for a, a month, month and a half. And by the time I would crack them, they'd be stale. Yeah. And I'd be, and I was like, dude, I don't know if it's because like, I don't know if it's because I, uh, um, because you sent it maybe. And like it being like going from cold to hot in the box and then getting taken out of a box and put, I don't know if it's something to do with that, but we, like, I, I kind of got to the point where I got frustrated. Um, and I stopped buying like I stopped getting the beers from them because they just weren't lasting. Well, so I'm actually really surprised at this one. So this one is it's Mosaic, Citra, and Galaxy. Um, it's smooth, a little bit of tropical. I definitely taste the pineapple. I don't taste any booze at all. Um, and it, it lost a little bit of the juiciness. It's a little flat, you know, in terms of like that, just that juicy bite. But to be honest, the flavors are still there. Like, I was surprised. I really, when I cracked this open, I really thought this was going to be like a, I was going to pour it back in that pitcher. But I'm going to finish it because it's actually pretty damn good. I was going to say, like, I think it depends on the type of beer. I think that, like, uh, things that are, like, having it be a quad, like, it's less reliant on it being super hoppy. Anything that's super hoppy doesn't age really well. Yeah. Things that are malty, higher sugar, higher oats, like, Last one, yeah, yeah, they'll age really fucking well. Absolutely, right? that's why stouts age really well. Barley wines age, even dude, sours. Oh yeah, I was amazed. Like, oh, yeah. well, because a lot of these companies put these sours out and they're like, oh, drink fresh, drink right away, drink this, da da da. So like Prison Pals, the ones I sent you the pictures of the other day, I had, dude, I still have like a bunch of them in the fridge, yeah. and I was sure after they're like seven eight months old. I was like, yeah, these are going to be shit. I cracked them open. I was like, holy fuck, they're 10 times better than they were when I got them. Well, but like sa- sours of a uh, fermentation process. Yeah. So, so the more they ferment, the better they taste. Yeah. yeah so right. that, it just cracks me up, though, because it's almost like that people don't know their beer. You know what I mean? Like you would be like, if I sold you a sour, I would be like, drink it now or age it in a cooler. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I wouldn't tell people, drink it fresh only. Like don't, you know, because... A lot of them, it says that on the can, like drink fresh, drink now, you know what I mean? Kind of thing to the point. It's almost like they're saying, don't age it. Well, I mean, I think, I think sometimes it's just a matter of like, even with like some, some stouts, they can't put the, the ABV on it because right. like as it ages, it, it gets higher. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, yeah. If you want this guaranteed result, drink it, drink it now. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. If you, I, got if you. You I didn't even think about that. 
if you want something that's going to develop and change, like it will be great in a couple years or a year from now. <laughs> yes. but, but it might be 47% alcohol. Yeah, but like, <laughs> we can't guarantee yes. what it's going to look like. Okay. And so it, it may. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, good, that's a good point. It's a, a was... CYA fucking thing. All right, cover, cover oh, yeah. my ass. Like, whatever. Like, hey, drink it now because it will meet these this criteria. If not, you're on your own. But it makes it a better experience. I put my I put my old dude. I got this Amberbach, this this badass glass Amberbach pitcher. Yeah, I got it from Bush Gardens seventeen years ago. Nice, and it's never been used. Like it's literally been sitting in the cabinet collecting dust for seventeen years. I've never used it. I've never put anything inside of it. And I was like, you know what? Let me just put some ice water in it, and I'll use it to keep the beer cold while we're you know yeah. while we're doing the show because I knew it was going to take me a little bit of time between the two to like have be ready for the second one. And I was like, shit. I'm like, and then let me ask you your honest opinion on this. This is like I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing this with everybody and getting everybody's opinion. So. When you pour a fresh beer at home mm-hmm. or or when you're out, room temperature glass or a frosted glass? Room temperature. See, and I, I'm with you there. Like, I have people who swear by the frosted glass. Uh, and I, I really think it fucks up the flavor of the beer. I think it depends on the type of beer. If you're yeah. if, if you're talking kind of hyphen wise or something like that, it's great in an ice cold glass. Yeah, like how lager, I, yeah. Yeah, even like Pilsner, Sasson. Yeah. Any, like, super light, crisp, low yes. ABC, like yeah. whatever. But like, if you look at like traditionally most things that are higher in alcohol or, sort of warmer. Yeah. or bigger in flavor, they're yeah. they're almost like. And even if you look at a lot of like 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 you were saying that one of the beers that you had was like a you know uh, New England or like England style, where it's like mm-hmm. they're typically served just below room temperature, right? They're like 50, like 58, 60 degrees is typical. Yeah. Yeah. So like heavy, heavy IPAs, barley wine, stouts, like all of those things, like so much more flavors released if yeah. it's if it's a little bit warmer. Well, that's like even yeah. for me with like the you know, the 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 triples, like I took them out of the fridge. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like if they're sitting for 30 minutes after being out of the fridge, like mm-hmm. it'll be okay. Yeah, I was worried was about this one because it was so old. That's the reason why I kept it in the glass. <laughs> because I was worried about any temperature change, you know, potentially like messing with it. But I do the same thing. When I crack open a nice stout, you know, I, I pour it and then I let the glass sit and kind of get close to room temperature before I even take a sip of it. And then I love to sip on it over like 45 minutes to see how the flavor profile changes as it gets warmer and it kind of goes through because, I mean, it's sometimes it, it's like that barley wine that I was telling you about that it has all those layers where it's like you get, yeah. you know, you'll get chocolate, you'll get, you know, coffee, you'll get all those cool different flavors. And they kind of present themselves as the fla- as the temperature changes. For sure. Well, that's like, I mean, like if you think about anyone that's like big on, you know, whiskey or bourbon or whatever, yeah. it's like put, yeah. putting it on ice or like having it chilled was like disrespectful like mm-hmm. so much like <laughs> yeah you, you want it room temperature you want it to be able to breathe like i only like my bourbon on ice when i want it as a refreshment like when i'm thinking of something as like like if i've had a long ass day and i want something that's just gonna like refresh me and and i typically do it with less flavorful bourbons yeah so like for instance i have like in the cabinet right now i have a brother's bond bourbon which is from made by the guys that from, from vampire diaries my wife got it for me and it's very flat it doesn't have a lot of flavor it's kind of like a basic base bourbon 
Yeah. That I do over ice. <clears throat> but then I have Angel's Envy. Angel's Envy's got to be neat. Blanton's has to be neat. You know what I mean? Like I, those have the smokiness and just the fucking layers of flavor is like, it has to be room temperature or a little bit warmer. It can't, you can't fuck that up with something with, with ice, but the brother's bond is just more like a, I don't know. I don't want to call it an everyday bourbon. It's more like a bought it off the back of a truck. Maybe they fermented it bourbon. I'm not sure. (laughs) That's like my, like this, this may be similar, but different. Like that's what my brother's like, Oh, uh, cheap coffee, I'll put cream in it. If it's good coffee, I'll drink it black. Same thing, dude. I do the same shit. That's so crazy. Like I, one of the one of our Arate brothers, uh, Evan, has Viking Coffee Company, and a lot of the coffees he'll do like this Rwandan. Um, it's like an African Rwandan uh, bean, and the, the the notes are just dark chocolate, caramel, coffee. Like it's just it's so good that I have to drink it black to get the flavors from. Yeah. I add creamer to it. I'm like. It just kills it. Like I'm like, but then he has like his normal coffee where he does like morning. One's called Morning Wood, uh, and it's like Morning Wood's like a light Folger style, you know, like everyday breakfast kind of coffee. That I'll put cream in. But whenever he releases like the more like intricate flavor profiles, I drink them black because I want to be able to actually taste it, you know, and, and kind of. And then he has one that's Skull. It's a it's barrel aged, um, right. and it gives me a heartburn if I drink it by itself. So I actually mix it with the morning wood or one of his other coffees. Like I'll just do predominantly the other coffee. And then I'll just like do a little, do like a thin layer of the skull on top just to get some of that bourbon, the barrel flavor in my coffee, but I can't do it by itself. Cause for some reason it gives me uh indigestion. And another, another weird, like, I don't know if you're into this or not, but like one of the things we like for coffee is there's a, a liqueur called Lic- liquor 43. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of like heavy spice, vanilla, star anise, cinnamon, cool. whatever, like gotta check uh, it out. for, for, for us, for like, we'll say, you know, s- Saturday, Sunday morning coffee, uh, we'll put that in there and you can just do it like over ice or like sometimes we'll do it hot and just shake it. If you mm-hmm. shake it, pour it out, um, a lot, like it changes the texture of everything, makes it very rich, very creamy. Like if you put cream in it, except mm-hmm. for little bit of a, a, a booze kick and then um the the nice rich spice flavor so like forty three, and it's like fairly cheap yeah uh, and it, it like i think the the technical name for that drink is like a carajillo and so it's from i think guatemala cool uh, let's check it out yeah it's, it's just coffee and liquor 43 and you shake it up um some people will do it where it's like because if you if you pour them separate, it'll look like a black and tan. We're like, oh, cool. bottom, yeah, the liquors on the top, mm-hmm. shake them all together. It makes for a nice, like creamy blended mix, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like solid breakfast drink. Sounds good to me, dude. I'm definitely going to check it out. Is that something, can you typically get it at most like liquor stores they have? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, it's pretty basic. You can get it at most places that sell any type of booze. Cool. Um, liquor store, yeah. total wine, fucking whatever, whatever's in your So. I was gonna say like, cause I know you, I know you're in Florida. Like, do you have a Publix close to you? Of course. So <laughs> literally, like every corner. So the I know that Publix is starting to do this the sip and shop. Like I was talking about Central Market. Central Shut Market. Up, really? So they in they started in Florida. So yeah, they originally in, started in Florida. Period. Yeah. So like their original concept for the the sip and shop is in Florida. They're testing it out at a few locations. If it's well received, they're gonna do it on all their locations. Please. So like 
you may see it very soon. Close. That's badass. I promise you. I will tell you this: that 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 Publix um, impresses me with their booze, with their beer selection. They mm-hmm. are one of the best, um, you know, mainstream supermarkets in terms of getting like a great selection of craft and having. And the best part about it, um, in my honest opinion, is is that they actually they take care of the beer, so it's it's handled appropriately. It's not they don't let stuff get super old. If it's on the shelf and it's turned, they act or not turned, but if it starts getting close to the to the um, sell by date, they actually will discount it. You know things like that. Whereas that I've gone to like Total Wine, where they have and Total don't get me wrong, I mean, Total Wine's amazing. They have nine thousand craft beers on hand at any given time. But if you go through the the pick and pack section where you can pick your beers and make your own six packs, you'll find fucking cans that are like two years old. Oh yeah, you know I mean like and. It sucks because, and I'm like, why don't you guys go through this? You know what I mean? And the worst part is what they don't realize is that with a big account like that, like I, one of the breweries that blew me away with this was called is Bentwater Brewing. Um, Bentwater, I went to Total Wine and I grabbed, uh, I picked and packed a, a six pack and I got three of their beers and it was like a double IPA, a single IPA. And then I got a, uh, a um, and the other one was a Porter, right? I got three of their beers. And they all sucked. They were all terrible. They were all old as shit. Like I didn't even look at. I didn't. I couldn't even find the dates on the cans because it was one of those odd ones where it was like stamped in the middle of the can right here where the date was. So I'm looking on the bottom and I'm looking like in the in the split on the seam and stuff like that. And I didn't see it. And then I got home and and finally found it. And I'm like, oh shit, these are fucking seven months old. They're probably no good. Sure enough, I cracked them open. They were stale as shit. I posted it on my feed and didn't say anything bad about them. I just said, damn, total wine, do better. I actually called Total Wine out, not Bentwater. And the cool thing was Rachel, who's like their PR person for Bentwater, reached out to me and was like, hey, Luke, like, so sorry you had this experience. Can you let me know what location it was, what beers exactly you got? And like three days later, I got a fucking box in the mail with like six brand new fresh beers from them, stickers, all kinds of cool shit, because they wanted me to have it. They wanted me to experience the beers the way that they were intended to be experienced. So they sent me like brand new fresh beers so, I, and I mean, I, I, I was like blown away because I'm like, that's the first time that a brewery has ever cared that much about like something that was bought at a at a mainstream location. Because it's happened to me a lot. Like ABC liquors down here. Like, dude, there was a point where like three times in a row I bought beer there and it was and it was stale as shit. Oh, yeah. And the first time I complained about it, they sent me a twenty dollar gift card and like paid me back for what I spent. But then the second two times after that, I literally like walked in the store and talked to the manager and the manager's like, well, man, it's like almost every time you buy beer, it's stale and you just want to come. Like, I kind of feel like you're just complaining about it because you want your money back. And I'm like, that's not the case. I'm like, at the end of the day, look at the, the look, because the shitty part about a lot of like, um, oh my God, the shitty part about a lot of, uh, what the hell, about a, all of a sudden, Mac Miller started playing on my phone like a, like Siri played a song for me. But anyway, a lot of times what will happen is like distributed beer. Stone does this and it pisses me the fuck off. They'll sell you a six pack in a in a box and the date is not on the box. Oh, you yeah. can't see the date unless you crack the box open and look at one of the cans on the inside. So yeah. you have to buy it, get it home, then open the box. Then you realize you bought a six month old uh, beer. Uh, uh, Fear Movie Lions, yeah, double IPA. You know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck, and it's and it's horrible. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know, I'm probably an asshole in that. That 
you know, I mean, I work hard for my fucking money, so I'm not going to buy a $20, you know, six pack of beer and then have it be stale and not try, at least try to bring it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And be like, hey, like, I, I mean, I'll bring you back that the three quarters of the can I didn't drink and the other five that aren't open just to prove it to you that it's stale. Yeah. And most places have been really cool about that. Like most independent liquor stores and stuff will give me, give you your money back, return it, or just give you store credit and say, hey, you can buy something else, whatever. But, um, but ABC was a real prick about it. Well, and, yeah. One of the places that's been actually really cool out here is like the, the one that you tried the other day. New Belgium has been fucking awesome. Sitting yeah. out here. So they have they have a like we'll say like satellite fucking marketing place out in Texas. So oh, they have cool. New Belgian Texas fucking line. Uh, so I think I like posted some shit on fucking Instagram. It's like, oh, cool. Like drinking some form of their beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, oh, you like our beer? Like, oh, yeah, we love it. And so they were like, what's your address? Told them address. And like two days later, um, like, I didn't think about it. Probably like seven six packs showed up. Like, what? Yeah. Like, Jesus. Different, different varieties. Like, that. there was a variety, like 12 pack. There was a single six pack of like the Juicy, yeah. um, the, the, the 1985. Cut, like all of their different things like let me know what you think you know share some content this i was like this is amazing customers oh, yeah. fucking phenomenal and then they invited us out to a like a pool party they had out here i was like oh we'd love to have you out so they they threw like a Bro, invite, that's amazing invite yeah. on the pool party mm-hmm. and it was like so it's a little bit different but it was for their their seltzer brand but it's new yeah. Belgium. hey we have the summer smash seltzer come on out like check it out yeah so pool pool party seltzers gave a bunch of a bunch of merch but like great experience with a brand that like oh, yeah cares about like their clients the customer experience like Damn they're yeah. a little bit they're a little bit bigger they're a little bit more mainstream but like um even with it being bigger like they fucking really care about the people that drink their beer and it was it was it was cool to have them reach out and appreciate like hey you're just a loyal fan, loyal customer. You you shared your shit organically in our social media. Let's show some. We're gonna take care of you. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. The only company that's ever done that to me to that extent was Hoplark, which is the company that makes hop water. Oh yeah. Um, and like when I was on seventy five hard, I went to Target and I bought their Citra Bomb and another one of their hop waters, and I posted about it. And the owner of the company reached out to me and he was like, hey, Luke, I'd love to send you some. Let me know your address, blah, blah, whatever. And I expected him maybe to send me like a mixed six pack or something. Dude, fuck, the box shows up and it's like this big, this tall. I open it up. I, he sent me, I think it was like 36 cans they sent me. And I was like, holy shit. It was like every, you know, variety that they'd ever made. The, the, the seasonal one, like all the, and I loved them. I mean, I was like, dude, these are fantastic for being what they are. I mean, they're hop teas, hop water, like all kinds of clothes perfect for when i was on 75 hard because i couldn't have any alcohol and i was like dude this is amazing and i actually feel bad because i posted a shit ton of content with it while i had it but i haven't bought it again since because i like i you know i kind of like went back to not drinking beer but having beer here and there so i kind of did the hop water on purpose because i wasn't having beer but uh it's crazy but dude i mean we're almost an hour and a half in i could talk to you for like ever so I know you got shit to do, but I want to follow up with you on your travels, on your journey, on all this cool shit you're doing. Like if we can do one of the things that I love to do is like live from breweries. So like if you're on the road and you like you're hitting a brewery and you want to like set something up to where we could go like live while you're there and you can just 
even if it's like 15 minutes to just share your experience, tell me a little bit about the brewery, especially ones that I've never been to. I yeah. would love one. For sure. I'm, 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 I'm down. Uh, we can, we, we can do whatever, whatever you want to share the experience as we, as we travel around. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate your time and yeah, like, Dude. uh, we'll, we'll obviously stay in contact and yeah. as we hit different, different breweries or places along the way. We can set up, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 minute sessions. That place. I'm going to give you walking tours, live experience at this place for sure. Hell yeah, dude. I really appreciate that. Well, you're awesome. As always, I had a blast. Enjoy the rest of that beer. I'm almost done with mine. And until next time, take care of yourself. Eat something amazing for me. Always. All right, brother. Take care. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Bye.